All right. So I'm doing the intro. Jen, uh, come on now. I mean, Um, okay. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Another episode of How I Met Your Mortgage. And I'm saying that because I'm a little under the weather. So I was going to have Jen kind of help me out here. I'm going to make her grill our guest, as it were. But (laughs) yes, welcome to another episode of How I Met Your Mortgage. As always, I'm your host, Adam Smith, with Just the Tips Coaching and with us pretty much as always, unless she's carting people around the country, people and animals around the country, is our marketing director, one of our other coaches, and all-around superhuman, Jen Waybor. Hey, Jen. Hi, Adam. Been a while since I've seen you. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow. Tomorrow in person. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. That'll be cool. It's been a few weeks. Jen and I have a really cool guest for you guys, a repeat guest, a good friend and colleague, somebody we absolutely love spending time with, your favorite ex-seaman and mine, <laughs> Jason Sharon. Hey, man. How are you? Ooh, great, man. How about... Honored to be back. Oh, well, thank you. I don't... Honored. Wow. I'm not sure anybody's ever said they were honored. And yeah, if that's the case, you got to get out a little more. <laughs> we're, we're definitely not that important but jason we probably covered a lot of stuff the last time you were on the show about how you got into mortgages how you got to where you're at we probably talked some lead gen stuff we probably talked some uh uh, uh what am i thinking of here team structure type stuff i've seen your operations so i've got a pretty good grip on that and see the similarities between what you've done at your mortgage brokerage and uh, how that compares to my mortgage brokerage and obviously have learned a few things from each other and how to structure that a little better but forgive me and uh, hopefully Jen can pick up this ball and run with it as I uh, continue to lose my voice but one of the things that we really focus heavily on at Just the Tips we have a couple of different plateaus that we want to see our coaching clients reach obviously the first is building a strict repeat and referral business. That's that's an easy. You don't want to be buying leads, sending out mailers. You know, th- th- basically, th- how do we eliminate spending the money in order to drive business in the door? Okay. And then the other thing of that, the next tier, I should say, is how do we get to a place where we're really only doing things that we love to do or make us a ton of money or high-dollar activities? How do we build our team, particularly in an ops arena, Sales has to follow. They have to go hand in hand. That will enable us to have a strict repeat and referral business where we, the real estate agent, the loan originator, the broker owner, are really only doing things that we love to do or we know are high dollar activity. And then the third, of course, which I think is really, really important, is our exit. How do we build that business to a point where we can walk away from it while it still pays us. And I think that when it comes to loan originators and real estate agents and other people that have large ticket items in a direct-to-consumer sales arena, the traditional shit that our parents did, of course, exists. You can buy stocks, IRA, 401k, bonds, mutuals. Actually, I'm giving my 19-year-old some education on that. We opened up a Robinhood account and bought some stock and these kinds of things. Uh, you know, high yield savings, etc. And we should, because of our nature, because of where we play in the corporate world, have the ability to do something a little further when it comes to real estate. And we may want to talk a little bit about that with you today, because if it's not a secret, we can talk about what's going on in Thailand. Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, 
acquisition of real estate, overseas real estate. Obviously, you've owned a bunch of real estate uh, here stateside and in South Carolina. I've been to your home. I know you had had, I think you just sold your vacation home in Myrtle Beach near the vacation home you helped me acquire outside yeah. of Myrtle Beach. Okay. Um, but what we don't really think about is the end of the business per se. Um, obviously, yeah, I could just sell your business. Sure, we've seen people attempt pennies on the dollar. There's not really a whole lot of value in me selling my brokerage, even as great as yours is. There's not a whole lot of value in trying to sell it. So no. can we figure out how to manipulate it to a point where it can pay us after we exit? And I think that that's an important piece of the puzzle. And you and I haven't really talked much about that. But um, if you want to fill us in a little bit on how you're able to invest, buy, sell, bigger invest in real estate as part of your retirement, which is coming soon, and talk about what your plans are for your brokerage, I think our audience would love to hear it. Yeah, like you said, your mortgage company doesn't have a whole lot of value until it gets to where it's servicing, right? I mean, that's nowhere near something I want to do. And I'm sure you have no desire to no. go Fannie Freddie direct and then be a servicer. Um, but that's, you know, the real value in a mortgage company is, is the servicing portfolio. So if you trying to, you know, that's to, to sell the business, you know, if you're trying to just create some, some income, um, you've got to, you've got to, you know, establish those process procedures like you've talked about, we've talked about, and you've got to get it to the point where you've got to get out of your way of, Jason, Sharon, the great loan officer. No, it's I've got. I'm blessed by a great team of of work. You know, my work family that takes great care of the clients. Um, I set up my. Is everything's about customer experience, as you know. So how I set up my bonuses for my employees is if the loan comes out of underwriting with no income conditions, my pre underwriter gets a bonus, fifty dollar bonus. That's cool. Um, that if my cool. and if I get clear to close four days early then the processor gets a hundred dollar bonus. And if you think about, it, you know, income is the only thing that'll really kill a deal, right? I mean, you, you know, credit up front, you know, you got, sure. you got a US already. Um, you could find money under the jail cell if you have to. Um, you could always, you know, find assets, but can't find more income. So I want the income taken care of on day one. And then as you know, if you're clear to close and closing the next day, um, that's a stressful that's a stressful thing for the buyers, for their agents, for us. Whereas if you're clear to close four days early, now the person is just concentrating on change of address and utilities and that kind of stuff, and they're not worried about the mortgage. So you get you know you get better views and you get more referrals. I figured structuring, making those two milestones, you know, you know, so important that they're my client, my employees are financially motivated by them. Yeah. Operations is big. There's really, for those of you listening, watching, whatever, live in syndication, there's really no point in having great lead gen activity if you can't take care of the customers that you're originating, that you're bringing in the door. If you are doing your job and you are finding buyers, sellers, borrowers, but you can't provide them with an experience that would further that goal of having strict repeat and referral business, if they're not going to use you again or refer more people to you, you're just shooting yourself in the foot. So do understand that that lead gen, that sales side and that op side that Jason is describing to ensure that he's delivering a great experience have to go hand in hand. Yeah, I got I got two clients, two past clients reach out uh, this weekend. One we started HELOC and one we issued prequel for and they were both closed a year or two ago. Oh, OK. That's really cool. Yeah. All right. So 
how are you going to get out, man? So what, what are we so, doing here? So, Other Tony, than so, figuring out how to not let Jason escape the country. Oh, that's what I'm working on. So, so my ops manager, Tony, who my best friend, right-hand man forever, um, he, he and I even served together in the Navy. Um, you know, the plan is for him to take over the company and run it. And I'm, he'll, and I'll give him, you know, some percentage of the company, um, as soon as he gets his license. Um, so the plan is that, and then there's a couple, uh, strong originators that, you know, are at the company, you know, at the company that I wouldn't mind, you know, giving them part, you know, part ownership of the company in order to have them, you know, stick around when, and I'll just make some small bit, um, as far as real estate investments. Yeah. A lot, I've heard people say that brokers who own a broker go broke, right? You've got to have some diversification yes. of, of income, right? So like, yeah, as you, as you have the, the Myrtle beach home uh, for rental income, you've got your cabin, you know, I've heard you talk about your cabin, you know, I don't know if you rent that out or not. Um, but like I, I've, I bought my office building and, and that makes, you know, good that now is, is almost at capacity and it's making good money for me. I, I bought a, a fourplex in, January that makes good money for me. Um, I've got two other rental properties um, besides that residential rental, and then we're buying this hotel in Thailand. Um, and that's why I, I sold a, you know the condo in Myrtle Beach in order to use that money towards this this Thailand um, property. It's in Phuket, which is a, uh, a island, you know, not a big island, it's fifty miles long, ten miles wide, um, down in the south part of, of Thailand. It's and this is real close to where James Bond was filmed. There's James Bond Island there. Basically, if you've ever seen Thailand in a movie, it was either Bangkok or it was Phuket um, are the two places that, that are, are most famous. Very cool. And this will be a permanent residence for you. I'm not going to live at the hotel. I'm, I'm no, no, staying. I don't mean yeah. that. I mean the Phuket, not. Yeah, uh, that would sure. be interesting though. Now I see why you <laughs> wanted me to come be pool boy. You wanted another old white dude to hang out with. I got yeah. it. All right. So there is a big expat community there, and um, the area that the hotel in is is very much an expat you know living area. It's not a touristy area, which you know, which was big for me. I didn't want to go live and live right where you know all the partying is going all the time because there is a lot of partying going on in Th in Thailand and in Phuket, but on the other side of the island from where we're we're going to reside. Okay. Jen, you're a bit of a world traveler. Have you been? No, it's high up on my bucket list, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, now there's a hotel to stay right? at. Right, now there's a hotel to stay at. Right. So. Yeah, no, stay it looks incredible. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that you know, aspect of life. You know, just people coming to visit Thailand and I just go pick them up at the airport and you know, show them around and you know, have a good time you know, catching up with how crazy things are in America. <laughs> well, yeah. yes. The whole world's a cartoon, but America's leading the way. No question. We're still number one in yeah. cartoon. Um, so this, this is definitely a bit of a twist on what we work on with our coaching clients when it comes to exit, retirement, however they want to refer to it, however you guys watching or listening want to refer to it. But this is right along those lines. And in full disclosure, everybody, Jason and I have known each other for a long time and we're good friends. But he's never been a coaching client. We just have this kind of mental synonymity about how this path should proceed because it's logical. Mm -hmm. We're not rocket scientists. Actually, Jason, you were a rocket scientist, weren't you? <laughs> you, you, were, you were a nuclear physicist in the Navy, weren't you? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So Jason actually is a rocket scientist <laughs> uh, before retiring from the Navy. 
so I take that back. But this doesn't lend to that. Logic lends to this. Mm-hmm. It is really just such a... I, I can't even describe how logical the path is in order to really retire from being a loan originator, to really retire from being a real estate agent. Probably true of insurance agents, financial planners, the whole lot. Um, again, if you have a high ticket sales gig direct to consumer, then you've got to be looking at some of these kinds of things as ways to live out the rest of your life, I guess. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think it's brilliant that you're, you're doing this with your, your coaching clients because you know, I've used a number of coaches and loved all of them. Um, and no one's ever got into the long-term stuff with me as a client, you know, you know, I've, got coaching on branch management, on sales, on, on, you know, building systems, that kind of stuff. You know, each coach, you know, had a particular thing that they concentrate on, but no one ever got into this kind of stuff with me. So this is very smart um, of you to do it. Well, you're um, already doing it. Right. But, but I'm saying for you doing it for your clients, right. right. You, know, um, you know, that's, I think that's brilliant. I mean, that's a definitely a different uh, twist on coaching or a different aspect of coaching that, that I hadn't seen before. Um, one of the things that, that I like to say is I say, hey, you know, how long have you been in the mortgage business? They, I've been in the mortgage business for four years. I'm like, no, you've been in the mortgage business 48 months, one month at a time, one month, 48 times, because it's the same thing over and over and over. And that's why people get the peaks and valleys is they don't create the systems in place yep. to where they're doing the same repeatable you know, things every day, every, every day that you're calling the birthdays, every day that you're writing your thank you cards, whatever it is that you're that you need to do. Whatever it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Whatever you're and, doing, be consistent. Yeah, consistent work if you work it right. Of course. Um, yeah. I think we have yeah, a video you, blog here shortly coming out about systems and. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> soon. At, very, at very point. soon. But okay. I think a point that I want to go back to that Jason brought up was the getting out of the way part of it, which is something we do coach on because there is an ego involved, well, with everything, but especially with salespeople. And especially when, you know, you're starting to build that team and that team structure is realizing that you can get out of the way. And, you know, Adam's rule of thumb is if somebody can do it 80% as well as he can, he's going to let them do it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of salespeople can't grasp that. And a lot of our coaching clients are like, well, you know, nobody can make the graphic the way that I, and I'm like, you're a loan officer, not a graphic Graphic designer. designer. I promise you they can. So, but getting the ego out of it, especially if you don't want to be doing this and, you know, for, 70 years and you're trying to write loans with bifocals on so i think that that's a really really important part of it adam's looking for his bifocals right now i'm like, <laughs> I'm like wait a minute now because that's rude but no reading glasses but yeah but the ego part of it is really hard for a lot of people and they don't realize that i mean you're in such a great position because you do trust your team and you have taken your ego out of it where you're still such an important part of it of course but you're trusting them to do and giving them incentive to do what needs to be done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we, you never know how much you know, time you got left. I mean, look at, you know, our friend that you yeah. died, you know, he's what? 46. 46. Yeah. 46. Yep. Yep. With young kids like us, similar job role as us. Yeah. Very similar home life as us, similar interests as us. Yeah. It was, uh, it, it's been a rough week. That was uh, very, very eye-opening. But back to the lectured hand, because I'm going to start weeping over uh, losing uh, a good friend and colleague again. Um, I would say that this pivot, so obviously we work on 
a lot of lead gen, contact management, social media, video, etc. And then we really work on plant retention, right? Systemization, automation, all of these things. And once we've got a coaching client that has all of this in their arsenal, Here's how I want my social media to work. Great. I can pay somebody else to do it. Here's how I want my contact management systems to work. Great. I can now pay somebody else to do it. Here's how I want my operations to look, et cetera. The pivot of the psychological pivot from all-encompassing lead gen into all-encompassing team structure is such a roadblock for people. The majority. The majority of our clients struggle with it in a big way. Yeah, I, I don't can, know why. We can see that. I mean, I mean, it's a paradigm shift. I mean, it's, it's a totally different mentality. It's a different skill set. It's a different mm -hmm. you know part of the brain that's being utilized to do that type of thing. So, but is it though? I mean, we're all taught from day one that you have to treat your mortgage origination, you have to treat your real estate work, you have to treat it as a business. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really ingrained on all of the really good people in our industry, literally from day one. But for some reason, I, I uh, was certainly guilty of it when I was uh, first in the business 20 plus years ago. I'm not going to go into how much longer it was than that, uh, dating myself here. But somebody once said to me, and this was really where we pivoted our content, our coaching content, was how do you do your lead gen? What do you do? Are you making phones? Are you doing social media? Are you working on video? Do you have systems in place? But what happens if you don't get up every day and go do that stuff? Yeah, the right. business dries up. It's gone. It dries up. So you don't actually have a business. You have a job. Mm -hmm. And if you don't go do your job, well, then it's you're out of business. Be. Right. So, yeah, we've got to be able to make that hurdle that push that leap that pivot to really making it a business yeah i mean there's just so many aspects of a mortgage company and you know unfortunate you know people just don't realize how much there is to it whenever they get started you know it's the lead gen is the most important stuff but you have to deliver the prior experience you have to deliver the money um you have to follow up you have to, and then you have the compliance aspect of it you know you got to make sure that all your your you know le's and all the stuff's retained your whatever it is that you need for the your state audits a lot of um, details yeah you know there's you know just you know even keeping the office clean you know you know who's cleaning the office are you hiring somebody are you cleaning yourself you know what are you, know, are you asking your employees to clean i mean there's, there's just so much of this like ordering paper you know having having coffee and creamer on auto delivery from amazon you know, all that different stuff that goes into running a company hadn't thought about making jen clean the office uh, yeah sorry, you're not jen. gonna want that <laughs> and i'm not gonna want that fair enough nope <laughs> <laughs> that, that is yeah. very that is very i'll true. give you all my right. brother i'll give you my brother's number he's much better cleaner than I, me. I have your brother's number there you go you're all okay. set perfect and he'd, what probably I need turn, a he'd probably turn the vacuum on while he's vacuuming on like the current cleaning people uh, okay so just because <laughs> it's an inside joke that we're now going to make outside there are security cameras in our office and the uh condo office condo management employs the cleaners we don't have anything to do with it but yeah they come in the giant backpack vacuum cleaner with the attachment running from it and big extension cord and yeah, he's walking around the office vacuuming things not plugged in great video fodder yeah it's it's pretty entertaining stuff so that is what jen is referring to but yeah we get a kick and 
they're ridiculously nice people. So. Oh, very, very. Yeah. Not a big deal, but yeah, it may have even been to the point where he forgot to plug it in. So that may very well be. But yeah, okay. So, Jason, are there any hiccups, speed bumps, pitfalls that people who are kind of in this pre-retirement stage, this pre-stepping aside, getting out of the way mentality that they should be looking out for? You had any foibles? Yeah, you, you, you have to define you know what lifestyle you want, right? It starts with that. You know, how, how much money do you want you know for to to spend every month for the rest of your life? You know, and goes a long way you, in Thailand, huh? Right, uh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Goes way far, a lot farther than Thailand. Uh, but even even here, if you're you're have no plan to to ever leave the country or even your town, you still have to figure out how much money you're going to need. You know, and you know what. What what are you gonna make from your rental properties? What are you gonna make from Social Security? What are you gonna make from you know from whatever agreement you have with whoever you know you sign over your company to? Um, you know, there's some aspect of it. And there's also you know you get what you inspect, not what you expect. So if you do sign over your company, you're you've got to still I, I would say you still have to have some type of role or advisory, at least advisory or compliance role, so that we keep a, a, a finger on the pulse and. Um, you know what's what's still going on. You know you may not be involved in all the day to day stuff anymore, but you know there is some point where you you have diminished returns if you just completely get away from it, right? You know the rep your the reputation, you know that kind of stuff. But that's why I named my company Home Loans Inc. I didn't you know go try to make you know Jason Sharon Mortgage dot com or anything like that. Um, was that way there was some type of of separation there. It was a company. It wasn't a personality. Interesting. Yeah, I really do too. Um, And that, you know, flashback to some of the earlier stages of what we do in our coaching program ties back into a lot of branding. Mm -hmm. That's a very big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And yours is spot on and none of it's you. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. We don't see a lot of that. Yeah, most most of the time it is branded after the individual, the first and last name mortgage team or real estate team or whatever. So, um, yeah, and, and I have, I have that on Google, um, for, mm. for people checking me out. Um, I have my reviews, um, there, uh, for that, but as, as far as the actual company, and that's something that, that I've struggled. I, I haven't, I've concentrated on either advertising one or marketing one or marketing the other, <laughs> but not both. Um, but you know, all my loan officers, I've, I've tried to teach them of, Hey, you know, brand yourself bring yourself so that way when if they do decide to leave um they're not rebranding all over they're not starting all over right which is yeah we have that conversation all the time to the point totally and jason's (laughs) company is huge i'm I'm always amazed at the people i see doing the inappropriate branding when they work for a fairway a killer williams Remax, like stop these companies have dollars and people to do that they don't need your help branding brand you they don't need you i promise yeah it blows my mind you know i was talking to an agent the other day she's leaving coldwell um and she's sending out emails from her coldwell banker email address i'm like why do you not have your own email why do you not have you know Jane at Jane Smith Realty.com. Yeah, why do your you own have assets? Your yep. Yeah. yeah if, we if just you don't have did your own web assets. God. Yeah. Uh, literally, your own branding, and that includes your own web assets. Like, 
what's a big one that Jen and I see a lot of missteps with? People will have their Facebook page show where they work. And instead of saying the Adam Smith mortgage team, it says Fairway Mortgage. These are all hypotheticals. I don't work for Fairway. I'm obviously an independent broker like you. Um, but I, I just can't get over the fact that there are these in, enormous volumes of people with Keller, with Remax, with Fairway, with the Nexa, with these big companies that are literally driving traffic to the company instead of to themselves. Yeah. And I, I just face palm all the time yeah. well what kills me with that beyond that is then they wonder what well we, we all know facebook business pages are really hard to begin with but they have improved a lot in the last 18 months or so and then they wonder why their business page isn't getting any traction at all when they're directing everyone to these corporate sites that have no semblance of their personality coming through at all like they're putting the work into the business page but then not doing the next step of actually putting the business page out there that's my biggest face palm, I think. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of them. Yeah. yeah there there are a true. lot of them. That's true. <laughs> yeah, very true. Yeah, no question. So what's the next exciting thing here, Jason? Not that I don't think retiring in Thailand while owning a hotel is a, you know, dr dull and dreary. My God. Um, well, right now, it's, <laughs> it's a lot of family time. Um you still originating. I don't go in the office much whatsoever because I'm taking care of my my little one um, over here, playing with his leg, or playing with his kitchen at um, selling stuff off. Um, are, are you and Alex home alone? Yeah. Oh my god, he's so good. I was sure yeah. Tia was there. She's at the restaurant. Yeah, she's cooking. She's making pad thai or something <laughs> right now. I'm sure. Oh, that is amazing. Um, I love Alex. Yep. All so right. yeah, doing that, and you know, I'm, you know, like I called you and asked you some advice the other day about reverses. You know, I'm. I'm trying to pick up reverses. I think that's just going to be a, a big market with, you know, every, you know, so many seniors are, you know, equity rich and cash flow poor that, you know, I think that opportunity out there is huge for the next, you know, next, you know, five years or so. Maybe more. Jen, how, how young is our youngest baby boomer? Oh, hold on. Right. Um, and don't get me wrong. There's uh, I don't even Oh, yeah, I guess I'm the next generation. Shit. 1950, 1964. 1964 is yeah. the youngest baby boomer. So there is a long run in yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and I would be willing to bet by the time we get there, because the chatter already exists, that the minimum age to do a home equity conversion mortgage goes from 62 to 55. And with what goes on in the real estate market, I think being equity rich is going to continue for a long, long time as well. Yes. We're going to see real estate values continue to double every five to 10 years in major metropolitan areas. So, um, yeah, Charleston included. We'll call that a major metropolitan area. Fine. Um, so, yeah, I think that you're right. I think that that's a big piece of the puzzle. We, uh, we consider it a... Valuable resource, a valuable tool for the, all of the people that are qualified. No question. Certainly just, there's such a bad stigma about them. It's it's a tremendous amount of work to overcome that. You know, each each conversation there is, and obviously there's a lot of education required. Period in the mortgage space, in the real estate space, in financial planning, in insurance, so on and so forth. Um, and yeah, back when they were popular previously, they were. 
being written by unlicensed people. They were uh, being, you know, charged double or triple what's typical today. And, you know, really didn't have an understanding, weren't being given the education about how they work, why they work. But I don't know many, I don't know how many we've done over the years now, but the ability to retire people that really shouldn't be working anymore, the ability to help people protect their spouse who didn't really have any knowledge of what went on in their financial workings before. Um, there, there are a thousand reasons to consider it and only a couple to poo-poo it. But unfortunately, it was a long run of a couple of big reasons to poo-poo yeah. it. So, yeah. But yeah, they are obviously very, very different. Now it's the most heavily regulated product on the planet, I'm sure. Um, uh, obviously, FHA product, uh, the Federal Housing Finance Authority is involved. Uh, obviously, the, the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau is involved. AARP is involved. Uh, there are a lot of organizations that are making sure that uh, people are no longer getting reverse mortgages the way they did in the 70s, 80s, even into the 90s. Yeah. All right. That is, uh, I see you, Jen. That's, that's, I knew a half hour would go fast when we were talking about oh, yeah. Jason. He and I probably spent that amount of time on the phone last week bullshitting. Um, and that's an interesting <laughs> piece of the puzzle. Um, Jason got me a mortgage in South Carolina. And because of what real estate values have done, I called to make application to have the mortgage insurance removed. And there's an automated recording once they, you give it your loan number. And it said, if you're interested in refinancing, press whatever. I think it was six, to be honest. And I was like, oh, this will be interesting. And I pushed six. And wouldn't you know, they somebody called Jason and said, I have Adam on the line. He wants to talk about a refinance. I was like, wow, that is That's really funny. cool stuff. So, yeah, credit where credit's due to UWM and their ability to continue to maintain the, the broker channel. Uh, we'll, we'll put it that way. All right, Jen, take us home. All right, guys, if you want to find out more about Just the Tips coaching, past episodes of the show, our weekly little tip that we mentioned a few times today, all of that, get a copy of Adam's book, Just the Tips, um, get tickets to our upcoming events. You can text TIPS to 63566. Um, Social Media Day Denver is a month from tomorrow, June 23rd, which is crazy. So we have completely different content lined up this year that I'm really excited about. Uh, our weekly little tip this week is actually about whether or not you're using chat GPT or something like that AI related. So we're gonna have a whole panel of people talking about how you can use this technology for your business. Um, on top of Adam's going to talk about streaming video. Um, we have a LinkedIn speaker, a Google speaker, all kinds of stuff. And it's just, it's a great day. It's a wonderful day of community and idea sharing and all that fun stuff. So again, that's Friday, June 23rd. Huge shout out to Metro State University for partnering with on that event with us. Uh, and then September 29th and 30th is the seventh annual Mile High Mastermind. Which 23rd and 4th? Do we have those dates right? 29th and 30th. Really? Yes. Okay, so I've been giving out a lot of wrong dates. Cool. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Wrong... Yeah, I think, I, I think I've been saying 22 and 23. Mm, no. All no. right. 29 and 30. Cool. Um, and those tickets will be on sale soon as well. I know we're going to do some AI. That is a more lead generation focused conference, very real estate and mortgage focused or people in the sales industry. Um, so stay tuned for more details on that one soon. Awesome. Yeah. Jason, thanks, man. I know carving out this kind of time on a Monday morning is not easy. Um, especially as Mr. Mom 
<laughs> so cool. That's awesome. Uh, hey, I'm so jealous that you are hanging out playing with Alex for the day. That is, um, although I really do like pad thai too. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Love some pad thai. So for the rest of you watching or listening live or in syndication, we do this pretty much every Monday at 1030 Mountain Time. If you want to tune in live, and of course you can catch the replays on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon podcasts. Yeah. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye.